Hi, I'm Ray Pittman, CBRE's Chief Executive Officer for the Pacific Region. This week, CBRE is celebrating Wellness Week, where we focus on the role that sustainability and wellness plays in shaping the future of the property industry. We've launched a new podcast series, Carpool Conversations, where we'll talk to some of the owners, occupiers, and industry groups who are leading this agenda. Today, I'm carpooling with AMP's Global Head of Property, Carmel Horgan, thanks to Evoke, Australia's first zero emissions luxury chauffeur service. Carmel, thanks for your time today. AMP has really been one of the market leaders when it comes to sustainability initiatives and achievements. Can you run us through what the main drivers have been for your organization to have such a strong focus on sustainability and what have been some of the key outcomes? In the real estate sector, it's become more of a hygiene factor now, the whole sustainability piece, whereas five definitely 10 years ago, but maybe even five years ago, that wasn't the case. You, know, you really had to put up the business case for why you should be changing lights and all that sort of thing that was going on in buildings. And I remember being back at Lynn Lease, looking at business case back then on um, solar panels on one of our shopping centres up in the Townsville region. And it was really, really difficult to get things to stack up. So in an environment where returns were very tight, people just weren't you know, spending the money on those sort of things. But now that's just totally flipped on its head, you know, payback periods for sustainability have improved. Clients, you know, just as a basic, clients are expecting us to be looking at these things and a lot of the big Australian pension funds are certainly focused on it. It's a value proposition for the people who they're trying to attract um, and who they're investing with or investing on behalf of. They expect us to have be looking at these issues and so there's that value proposition and the cultural proposition and then there's the whole issue of just rising utility costs. I mean, from 2017 to sort of 2018, we'll sort of see 30% increase in electricity bills, which is, you know, unfortunately, will be borne by predominantly tenants. And that has implications for investment returns over the long term because you know, tenants can only pay from an occupancy cost of view what makes sense for them. So if their top line revenue growth is not moving, it's very difficult for them to be able to bear the costs of those sort of increases coming through. Let's go back to your earlier comment about hygiene. Some things are just expected in an office tower, let's say, yeah. and other things generate real competitive advantage for the owners. Where do you see the opportunity for AMP to get ahead of the pack and to build competitive advantage for your company and for your portfolio versus what is simply hygiene these days? Well, I think the area that we've been building there's two areas for us one is not just in real estate uh, it's broader within the AMP capital business and that's our general ESG investing policy so from an ethical investing point of view we came out and announced about six months ago now that we would be there's an ethical framework which we're going to be investing and the response from clients super funds and the media was just outstanding uh, so you know, there's other companies that have done that, but it just pays to be courageous, I think. I think that people are now wanting to see, you know, when they look at brands and when they look at investing, they want to know it's been done for good reason. So there has to be a much higher reason for um, us to be investing in certain things. And we're seeing that in our shopping centres as well. So when people go and buy brands now, they like to know that there's a good feeling about why they're buying that brand. What does that brand stand for? And I think that's what AMP Capital was trying to do with its ethical investing policy. So that was one area where we thought 
you know, we're developing a competitive advantage. The other area for us in real estate has been the way we've been dealing with um, electricity. So the renewable investing and buying renewables off the grid, and also we've been had a smart procurement strategy on how we've been buying electricity, which has put us in a very, very good position over the last three years. But we are actually trying, as a group, looking at all different types of initiatives as well. So one of the things that we are involved in is a company called Evergen, which is a JV between ourselves and CSIRO. It started probably about two and a half years ago and looking at residential battery technology. And you know that continues on. We're, you know, we're a um, first round equity investor in that. And that's something that can actually be rolled out to residential around Australia. So there are, you know, obviously we've spoken to a few of our peer groups who do residential about battery technology in there. So there's some things that we're thinking about because as a group, we believe that this is just a hygiene factor. This is going to be the way it is and there's significant value for investors to be investing um, in renewables. That's another area that as a group, um, we're focused on putting our own capital as well. So at some point in the future, you think there may be a willingness by tenants to give a competitive advantage to buildings that have more sustainable practices? I think that's already happening, definitely for tenants. So Yeah, you do. Yeah, when I look at tenants, you know, that comes down to a hygiene factor. They want to be in a five-star, green star, or a six-star, green star as built rating. You know, even existing buildings, it's obviously easier for new buildings to do that. So for us, we've got a strategy of creating new product like bringing our old product up to standard and you know we've had some really good success on that it takes time but, but you know we for example on our office fund have a strategy to be zero carbon by 2030 and is that an achievable goal for you anything? well actually we're probably one of the only companies that have actually mapped that out so we think it is achievable there's a number of strategies that will go into that but on the basis of that we secured $100 million equity investment from a government agency to actually invest in our funds. And, you know, I think if we continue on this path and meeting those targets, you know, we'll get more money from organisations who are investing on that basis. Um, and I think there's one other competitor to us, uh, you know, a, a peer, another really good manager who's actually um, also been able to secure some funding on that basis as well. And, of course, then you've seen, in, um, I think it's Investor, who've done their green bond issues. So there's think, lots of people are thinking about you know, how can we set ourselves apart, which is a real positive. And I think, you know, the next, obviously, the next evolution, which is already happening, and I think Len Lease are doing this really well, and potentially Murbach are doing this well, is the whole wellbeing ratings. Well, that's what I wanted to uh, talk about. Let's switch for a moment and uh, move away from energy and talk about people for a minute. Organizations are, are looking much more holistically now at the areas of sustainability, which includes health, well-being, what goes on inside the building. Um, tell us a little bit about what AMP is doing in the workplace and around people initiatives in your buildings. One of the things that we're doing, we have a, a joint venture which we're working with Sydney Uni on these new state-of-the-art sensors called SAMBA sensors. And they're effectively environmental quality, air, uh, movement, light. And so we're working on some new initiatives with where we can to sponsor some of that. We've got some of those in our building and buildings at the moment. I think, you know, when we look at our own accommodation and AMP as a tenant, this move that we're going to be making to the new key quarter, which starts in January on site, will be a whole change for us 
and we'll be adopting the whole wellbeing criteria, looking at the way our staff are living in that space. It's a holistic approach where we've adopted the whole flexibility piece. Um, so, you know, basically with the whole inclusion and diversity, the way we're, you know, allowing people to work from home, people who've got children, we're, we're managing to fit everyone into this organisation and we believe everyone has a role to play and can be high productivity, but everyone works differently. So that's all part of that. So the current facility, Key Quarter Tower. Yeah. What are you looking at there on the development side that'll accommodate wellness, health and well-being? Are there any things that's going into the building itself beyond what the tenants will do? Are there anything that's being done there to accommodate health, wellness initiatives, well-being ratings, that type of thing? Uh, well, obviously there's the whole, um, besides the structure of the building and the amount of light that comes into natural light, natural airflow is going to be important for that building. But basically the facilities in the building, so the health facilities, uh, will probably have one of the largest endotrip facilities in the market. An enormous amount of um, bike racks and, and all that sort of stuff that are going in. The location of the site really is one of the winning attributes. I mean, being located right next to the botanical gardens for us, you know, the way we're selling the building is, and, and obviously the boy chart and pool, that people will be able to go out at lunchtime and exercise and come in. So you've got the Sydney parks at your doorstep. So we're accommodating a much, much larger end-of-trip facility than we ever have seen, I think, in Sydney CBD, which will be fantastic. You know, enough room to have yoga studios, all that sort of stuff will, will be there. A lot of outdoor terrace activity or, or space and enabling uh, the tenants to have access to amenities 24 hours. So we're building 8,000 square metres of retail space and that will be from restaurants to services you know, just to fashion and so on so that that will be a very large chunk of retail space down that end of town which will be very exciting but also fits with some of the other infrastructure spending that's going into into the key some of the initiatives which lend lease have put into their new tenancy so their wellness rooms down to the, the enabling people to have really nice food and healthy eating within the uh, establishment rather than having to go outside. All those sort of things make a big difference. You know, they've got some great initiatives and the fact that if your children are sick, you can bring them in, you can put them in the wellness room for them, do some stuff, do a meeting, walk out. I mean, that stuff wasn't even around when we had children. And it does, I think culturally, it just makes a massive difference. People want to work for companies that look after their staff like that. So for me, it's just a basic. You know, are you really looking after your staff? And if you are, they will not leave. They'll stay. Carmel, thanks for your time today. It's been great riding around Sydney in this beautiful Tesla X, thanks to Evoke, Australia's first and only zero emissions luxury chauffeur service. Appreciate your time, and thanks to everyone for listening today.